0: This is Ottawa's home for breaking news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green.
1: Venting Thursday. Not with Lowell, but with Brian. Brian Lillian again from the Rebel.media for Lowell. You're with B-Lill until 2 o'clock today, so feel free to call in. We're going to do Venting Thursdays, but first I'm going to vent. Because I got a lot of stuff to vent about, because, well, the world just annoys me sometimes. The walk over here from the bunker, the undisclosed location from which I broadcast, I went by the Ottawa Courthouse. Maybe you've heard that the Duffy trial starts again today. The media horde outside the Ottawa Courthouse was significantly smaller when last we met the Duffster at the courthouse, there was a permanent riser built on the Laurier side. On Laurier, right at Elgin, they had a permanent riser built with a full tent covering for all the news networks that were going live nonstop with Duffy coverage. The gaggle of photographers, camera techs, was immense. I was in the first scrum back in April, I think it was, when the trial started. It was crazy. It was absolutely insane. The trial resumes today, and the media horde is much smaller. Why? Because the target has already been taken care of, and the target was not Mike Duffy. The target was Stephen Harper and the conservatives. They lost. The Duffy trial doesn't matter anymore. Interest will wane off. Yes, they're there. Absolutely, they're there. Are they there in the same numbers? No. Will the reporting happen with the the same fervor? No. They got the result they wanted, Stephen Harper out of office. Speaking of Stephen Harper out of office, have you noticed that the liberals are moving quickly on all the things that are near and dear to them? Global warming is now the most important issue of the day. I looked at the mandate letters that Justin Trudeau sent to each of his cabinet ministers last week. He didn't campaign on global warming all that much. He'd mentioned climate change now and again, but it wasn't central to his campaign. His campaign was all about the middle class. Every single mandate letter to every single cabinet minister. Mentions climate change, health ministry. Yep, climate change is in there. Defense. Yep, yep. You, our mandate is to take care of climate change, even national revenue. The minister who's basically in charge of collecting money is told got to work on climate change. So, this is the most important issue. And I remember saying to a friend, I covered the the you know the last while of the the Martin administration. And I said, I'm not looking forward to going back to the days when the most important ministers in Ottawa were health, which is not a federal responsibility, and the environment. But that those are liberal priorities. Well, Catherine McKenna is now one of the most important ministers in Ottawa. Always remember, it was the Conservatives that created the Ministry of the Environment. Jean Charest was the first minister. Conservatives do these things, thinking it will make liberals like them. It never does. They then use these creations to beat on them. But the liberals are moving quickly. So they moved quickly to stop the court challenge on the niqab. The wearing of the niqab at citizenship ceremonies, that that appeal to the Supreme Court, dead. The court cases involving stripping dual citizens... Who commit acts of terror against Canada or take up arms against Canada? Yeah, they've stopped that and they're going to strip back Bill C-24 as soon as they can. Paris, in France, the government of Francois Hollande is about to adopt such a bill. In Canada, we're going to get rid of it. By the way, though, we are going to keep stripping citizenship from Nazi war criminals that snuck into the country 50-plus years ago. See, Justin Trudeau said we can't do it to... The terrorists, because a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian, unless you're a Nazi that lied on your paperwork 50 years ago. That was the answer he gave me after the monk debate. I don't make these things up. The health minister made clear that one of her top priorities is abortion. For years, conservatives were told, don't talk about this issue. One way or the other, don't talk about abortion. But the liberals are moving quickly, and they said in response to a question from CBC that they will make sure that there is access across the country because they know that in rural areas, access to abortion can be spotty. Guess what? When you're in a rural area, access to any kind of health care can be spotty. You think you can get heart surgery in metropolitan Douglas, Ontario? But I bet you that, you know, the new minister, is, uh, Jane Philpot's going to try and pressure Kathleen Wynne to make sure there's a an abortion clinic in Douglas. The heavens to bid, someone from Wilno has to go to Barry's Bay for an abortion. Guess what? When you live in rural areas, that's a, a fact of life. Many rural small towns do not have a hospital. Some, depending on the size, don't even have a doctor. But to liberals, this is an important issue, so they are moving quickly. On guns, they are moving quickly to bring back parts of the gun registry to undo common sense changes that reduced paperwork on law-abiding criminals. That's the target of the liberals, the law-abiding, or sorry, not law-abiding criminals, law-abiding gun owners. That's their target, not criminals with guns, law-abiding gun owners. So I want to ask you, is it bothering you that when conservatives are in power, they move slowly and they, they tell their supporters, we've got to move slowly, we've got to be incrementalist, and when the liberals get in power, boom, everything is at the speed of light. Finally, I want to vent about this. Justin Trudeau and Barack Obama holding a joint news conference at the APEC Summit in the Philippines. Want to hear Obama's first comment about Trudeau?
2: I just want to point out that uh, uh, I had no gray hair uh, when I was in your shoes seven years ago. Uh, And so uh, if you don't want to gray like me you need to start dying it soon Uh, because it's too late Uh, so
1: young and yet so cynical (laughs) nice hair though that's essentially what obama was saying nice hair though but yet when obama was asked by bill curry of the globe and mail about canada's oil here let me read to you the full question i'm looking for the audio we haven't found this audio yet but a transcript from my friend David Aiken, who's at the conference, reads as such. Prime Minister, you pledged to, uh, this week to pursue a North American energy deal. How do you convince the Americans to accept more of what the president has called dirty oil from Alberta? And to the president, do you think Alberta's oil sands bitumen should stay in the ground? Both of them just mouth platitudes about climate change and doing more. And... Obama wouldn't call Alberta oil dirty oil, not in front of the Canadian Prime Minister, not in front of Canadian reporters, but he did say this. With respect to consumers, it's a good time to think about how you're using the savings you make uh, may make at the pump for installing a solar panel on your house and continuing to benefit from these low prices, not to use more, but to shift to how you spend your energy budget. I'm going to use less gas in my car by putting a solar panel on my house? These guys are jokers. Venting Thursday. Lines open now. 613-521-TALK, 521-8255, or Star 580 on Bell Mobility. Call in now. Have your say.
0: Back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: Did you know that we elected the World Wildlife Fund to run the federal government on October 19th? We did. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. The mandate letter, I mentioned the mandate letters that Justin Trudeau gave to each minister. This lays out their job, their responsibilities, what they have to do. The mandate letter to Catherine McKenna says, your key priority will be to ensure that our government provides national leadership to reduce emissions, combat climate change, and price carbon. So we're going to end up with a carbon tax, as my youngest daughter calls it, a tax on breathing out. She's 11, and she gets this. Elsewhere in the letter, it states, In partnership with provinces and territories, establish national emissions reductions targets, ensuring that the provinces and territories have targeted federal funding and the flexibility to design their own policies to meet these commitments, including their own carbon pricing policies. So... We're going to have a federal carbon tax and a provincial carbon tax? Great. As if we already didn't have carbon taxes. You know, there's the fuel excise tax on gas, then there's the provincial tax on gas, then there's the HST on gas, the tax on the tax on the tax. want to read to you the, the, from the mandate letter of the energy minister sorry, Natural Resources Minister, James Gordon Carr, another guy who's a big proponent of carbon taxes. Trudeau tells him, modernize the National Energy Board to ensure that its composition reflects regional views and has sufficient expertise in fields such as environmental science, community development, and indigenous traditional knowledge. Um. It's the National Energy Board. It's supposed to look at whether a project like a pipeline Like the one proposed for going just south of here, reversing Line 9 or Energy East, it's supposed to look at whether these are environmentally feasible. Are they in the best interest of the country? But we're going to add community development. Environmental science, how is that different than regular science? That to me said the environmental science part tells me there's an agenda attached to the science. But also community development and indigenous traditional knowledge. What on earth is that? How does that affect a, a scientific assessment? This is about making sure that our oil does stay in the ground. Like I said, we elected the World Wildlife Fund. We just didn't know it, or at least many Canadians didn't know it. Ivan in Ottawa, you're on The Low Green Show with Brian Lilly.
3: Good morning. Climate change. Uh, the uh, chief uh, meteorologist for Environment Canada, David Phillips, who we all hear on CFRA and see on CTV, has said definitively that the most input that man has in global warming is possibly as much as 3%. The rest of it is caused by other, other influences, which man has no control over at all. And yet our government is embarking upon a plan to spend billions of dollars to uh, keep um, the uh, the global warming to under two degrees Celsius, ridiculous. The same, the same mistake was made in the other way, um, in um, in the late seventies, when uh, people like David Suzuki were proclaiming nuclear winter was coming. We were all going to freeze in the dark. I heard a panel yep. of experts say, you know. And then I remember, and
1: I, oh, 1980- I I remember being a kid and being afraid of the coming ice age. I thought the yeah. woolly mammoth was coming back.
3: <laughs> but you know. Uh, about uh, six years later, there was a giant heat wave over uh, 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 the U.S., and a lot of people died in Chicago and New York City of heat exhaustion. This heat wave went on for for for, uh, for weeks. And then uh, uh, a similar heat wave happened in Paris uh, the next year. That was the last we heard of nuclear winter. David Suzuki doesn't want anybody to talk about nuclear winter. You cannot find his 1970s, early 80s programs about nuclear winter coming. There, there's nothing in the archives. They've all been wiped clean. There's nothing on the Internet. And anybody who challenges David Suzuki and asks him in, in ambush this this question about this huge mistake that he made 40 years ago, he takes off running down the corridor. Oh,
1: run oh, uh, have you seen him uh, trying to escape Ezra Levant?
3: As no, I, no, I, no. Oh, I didn't see that.
1: Did he try to escape him too? Uh, Ezra's shown up with cameras to see David Suzuki uh, a few times. My old colleague Jessica Hume from the Sun Media newspaper. She used to write for the Ottawa Sun. Uh, you know, she is not someone who is um, a climate change activist or anti-climate change activist. She was just simply a reporter sent out to ask David Suzuki questions while he was appearing here in Ottawa. They, from where? They kicked what, her what out. What
3: organization
1: is she from? She was with the Sun. So she oh, okay. was just there as a reporter. Yeah. She's not with the sun anymore, but she was there as a reporter, and they kicked her out. Huh. I think it was. It might have been um, a church group on Bronson that brought him in or something. I can't remember exactly where. It was somewhere in Centertown, I believe. And uh, he would not let a reporter ask him questions.
3: No, he never does. And, you know, nobody can answer simple questions about the medieval warming period, where I ancestors farmed in Greenland for two to three hundred years. And Greenland was called Greenland because it was green. There was no ice or snow there. Uh, at times, there was no uh, there was no ice in the Arctic. But nobody can answer me the question, how did man start uh, global warming a thousand years ago? We were burning wood. Nobody was driving cars or trucks or heating his house with oil or gas. All cooking and eating was done with wood and had been for tens of thousands of years. How come the global warming happened then? Why not in Roman times. Why not in ancient Greek times? Why not in the 16th century? And what stopped it? Nobody can answer this question. And you, you bring up uh, the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> they were collecting money to save the polar bears, who were all going to drown when the ice melted.
1: Guess what? The polar bear population <laughs> is up. Ivan, We've we got to leave it there. Thanks for he calling. We discovered
3: land. that's <laughs> the people in Churchill.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for calling, Ivan.
3: Not at all. Thank you.
1: Went to take my kids to the polar bear movie at the uh, Museum of Civilization, now the Museum of History, and i got to tell you, they were all about the polar bears drowning, but they didn't tell you none of those bears that they were profiling were in the Canadian or U.S. Arctic. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. This is news Talk 580 CFRA.
0: This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. I need your love. I need
4: your time. When everything's wrong, you make it rise. I feel so high. I got a life. I need to be free. Oh, I need some of your love, Ottawa. I
1: need, I need some of your love because here's a depressing stat here. Oh, we can keep playing that music lightly there, Dave. We can keep playing that. Um, is Ellie Golden playing I Need Your Love? Why? Because, folks, I was looking at my Facebook page. There's more people in Toronto that like it than Ottawa. And that depresses me. So I need, I need your love. Give me some Facebook love in CFRA Nation. It's Venting Thursday. We're talking about all kinds of issues. I was talking about Mike Duffy and the fact that, well, media hordes kind of shrunk by quite a bit. Like they went on a big diet because they got the, the target they were after. That being Stephen Harper. The liberals moving quickly on all fronts to push their liberal agenda. But when conservatives are in power, we are told to just slow down, be incrementalist. You know what I think should happen next time conservatives get a majority? Do everything in the first year. Everything. You know, you you want to get rid of crazy spending programs? Cut it completely the first year. Sell the CBC. Do all kinds of conservative things. And then let it sink in for three years. The country will see that, well, the place didn't fall apart. And the controversy will be gone. Because when conservatives make changes, it's always controversial. When liberals make changes, it's bold and good. And finally, Obama telling us to put solar panels on our homes when asked whether he thinks Alberta's oil is dirty. Welcome your thoughts on this or anything you want to talk about. It is Venting Thursday, 521-TALK, 521-8255 or Star 580 on Bell Mobility. Marie in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly.
5: Good morning, Brian. Morning. Nice to have you
1: on again. Ah, it's always fun being here.
5: Well, if I had if I could start venting, I would need the whole show and plus two or three shows after that.
1: Well, you know, day. that's why I'm here. It helps lower my blood pressure.
5: Well, mine it would probably go up now. Um, there's so many things. First of all, I just want to start out by saying not that it's the subject I called in about, but I I'm very skeptical that they got that man yesterday or that culprit. Very, very skeptical and why? don't ask me why. Because it, it just it just doesn't sound like he was riddled with bullets and and they did it so quick and uh, just like people questioned uh, when they were going after o- Osama, you know? Uh, yeah, I guess they got him. We haven't heard from him. But I just don't know, Brian. I can't tell you. S- I just have this thick n- feeling in my stomach that, no, they did not get this. Seems man. too neat to you. Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. There's a good way to put it. The other thing, um, there's just two things, really. Um, the other thing is, I can't believe that that Justin, or the prime minister now, I guess, he's going to help the middle class.
1: Right, you can call him Justin. His finance minister goes out and does news conferences and calls him Justin. Barack Obama goes out and does news conferences and calls that's him true. Justin. It's only controversial when Stephen Harper or a conservative calls him Justin, even though that's what his website was. Right.
5: <laughs> anyway, I, I feel that, uh, like... If this, if this had happened under Harper's, uh, under Mr. Harper's watch, they'd be all over him like a wet blanket. You know, the media has given him the right of his life. They're not questioning him. I watched Ralph Goodale last night talking about, you know, what, all the refugees, whatever, and I sat back, Brian, and I thought, my God, please don't let anything happen to us in Canada because with Justin Trudeau and Ralph Goodale at the helm, we're cooked. We're, we're done. We're well, I,
1: I really don't think they're taking the um, the screening issue seriously, and uh, the Americans, as Lowell warned us, starting on Monday, the Americans are starting to notice.
5: Exactly, but you know the the, the uh, oh, what's his name and the president in the states there. I, I always want to call him Obama. You know he's a joke. I, I pardon me, Americans, but he's a joke. And I I thought he was a joke from the day he was elected. He won't take stands. He's do this, and they no, we won't do that. And him and Trudeau are like like uh, like together, like uh, they're tied together here. They don't want to say anything. I can't. believe, can you imagine if Stephen Harper went to the president of the United States and said, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna pull out now. We're gonna pull out our jets." Can you just imagine what would have that would have been all over the world's newspapers? But they—they—it's—it's it's terrible what's going on, and I—I I really feel bad when I think that the people of this country voted for this in it. In, 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 like, like. Well, now.
1: only thirty-nine percent. Remember well, that, Marie. Know, only thirty-nine percent. Sixty-one percent of Canadians voted against them. That's something they well, that's used every true. day. So we have to remind them. And every right day. I'm,
5: I'm just going to leave with one thought. Okay. I, I volunteer a lot. I was speaking the other day to a veteran he was 91 years old his mind was as sharp as attack and he looked at me and we were talking about paris and so on and so forth and he looked at me he said you know my dear now i don't even know what i fought for and i thought yes you know you're a hero to us you he said no everything that my that i fought for my comrades fought for and the ones that gave their lives, if they're looking down what they fought for, and it's all for naught, because we've got people that just don't care.
1: Marie, thanks for the call. You're welcome. I'm Brian Lilly, sitting in for Lowell Green. It's Venting Thursdays. Have your say. 521 talk Five two one eight two five five star 580. Back after this.
0: Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: Brian Lilly, the B-Lil, in for Lowell Green. See, I do actually have people that call me that, but I'm just, I I normally don't use it on radio, but I'm saying it now to make Dave laugh because every time I say B-Lil... I just see his face fall down towards the control panel uh, through the glass. B-Lil. Yeah, there it goes. All right. It's Venting Thursdays, taking your calls on anything you want to talk about. You've heard me vent. Now it's your turn. Gary in Carlingwood, you're on the Lowell Green Show with B-Lil. <laughs> Good morning, Brian. Good morning.
6: Yeah, that's cool. Um, I just want to vent about this, this carbon tax. We knew it was coming, all this stuff there with uh, with Justin there. Oh, and Justin, you can come over to the White House anytime. I heard that (laughs) in the paper. I couldn't believe it. And now you got Dion saying, oh, he's on the same page as Obama. Oh, all this. Oh, this is so scary. It's unbelievable. Do do, do you
1: want to know reality, Gary? Go ahead. A reality that you're not going to hear from the media party? Mm -hmm. You know who was on the same page as Obama in terms of climate change regulations and greenhouse gas emission regulations? No. Stephen Harper, because Stephen Harper kept saying, I'm not going to put the Canadian economy at a disadvantage by having stricter regulations than the Americans have. So we're going to match what they do, because that's our biggest trading partner. Okay. so they he matched them regulation for regulation. Wow. He just didn't worship at the altar of Al Gore and David Suzuki. So Mm -hmm. he was evil, had to be gotten rid of.
6: Unbelievable. Wow. Um, and I just want to say, th- this stuff there, that the polar caps are melting and all this other stuff, Obama's spewing out and the sea levels are rising, and the polar bears, my God. And as you said, your daughter's smart. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: It's a tax on breathing out. Uh, it's its
6: just phenomenal. And I just want to say one more thing. Sure. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, this David Chernichenko, okay, he wants mm-hmm. to set up and build... Um, um you know a monument or whatever to all of the people that were killed cycling mm-hmm. okay now i've had enough no offense to that stuff but what about all the people that were killed in car crashes
1: so well my point is where where does it end that's that's what
6: i'm trying to say where does it end we can't afford all this stuff
1: and it, doesn't it lessen it at, at, at a certain point i, I look it's um it's tragic. Yeah,
6: my heart goes out to them. Yes,
1: my own family. Uh, I got news this morning that uh, my cousin is dealing with loss in his family due to a car crash. Um, I'm very sorry. Do we? But you're right. Do we? Do we have a, a monument to victims of car crashes? I, I I don't think so.
6: No, it's just it's I don't know. It's time to put the brakes on a lot of things.
1: Yeah, Gary, well, thanks for the call. Thanks very much, Brian. Jeffrey in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly.
7: I'd like to mention a couple of things. The first one, um, the uh, soldier, John Gallagher, who is coming home mm-hmm. in the next 24 hours. I hope that uh, his regiment, the uh, Princess Patricia's Light Infantry, will participate in a meaningful way <clears throat> in the in the funeral of a brave man who, um, regarding that comment that was made recently, uh, the 91-year-old veteran, I take it, of the uh, Second World War, who questioned... Um, well, what what is the result of the efforts and the great loss of blood that was uh, spilt by the um, Second World War generation? I think when you look at um, the soldier John Gallagher, he, uh, he wasn't taken out by an improvised explosive device. He was brought down by a bullet, so he was engaged in combat. And I think that that sort of spirit exemplifies the spirit and courage of my Parents' generation and my grandparents' generation, and no doubt yours as well. Mm-hmm. That uh, that demonstrates that um, you know the honour and dignity of this nation. And uh, regardless of the statements that were made by the police chief Bordlow on the CBO this morning, which almost caused me to disgorge my breakfast.
1: Well, and that made... that's why I don't listen to that station. It's why you should listen here, Jeffrey. Oh,
7: yes, but if I hadn't, I wouldn't have heard the comments of Chief Bordelow. Um, Bordlow needs to understand this, that uh, this country was founded by United Empire loyalists and discharged uh, veterans of the War of 1812 and that the generations that uh, have come from those people have been here for many, many years. Get that right, Chief. Perhaps you should digest the fact that one of the reasons you are, Chief of Police, is your wretched politics exemplify the mealy-mouthed self-censorship that has been promoted in this province and city for far too many years. The last thing I'd like to mention, though, is this, that um, courage, courage and the ability to think on one's feet would appear to be something absent from the individual who we have the great misfortune of having as prime minister of this country today. Uh, There he is in Manila wearing the shirt, uh, with that stupid grin on his pratty face. And here we are talking about a gallant, valiant uh, soldier from this country who gave his life in a meaningful way, only because of the misfortune of, of course, a bullet entering him. But the main thing, I I sincerely believe this too, uh, Brian, that conservatives in this city and province and country must realize this. Conservatism means more than a number of individuals who may or may not get elected to the parliament. And we're long overdue for the spirit that was in this city a number of years ago you may recall, the efforts of the Liberals and the NDP and the uh, Quebecers bloc to form a coalition. Mm -hmm. And a great crowd assembled on Parliament Hill, literally in a matter of 72 hours. There were thousands of us. And I do believe this, that uh, the actions that are being perpetrated by those murderous toe rags in the Middle East, who call themselves Dash, it requires a demonstration of solidarity on the part of the people of this country who who, who know what the issue is all about. And in this particular regard, it's not just a matter of talking about the advisability of bringing in 25,000 individuals without any screening process, most of whom are of military age. I think it also comes down to this. The right and proper thing is to keep those jet fighters in the Middle East and, in fact, reinforce them.
1: Jeffrey, got to leave it there. Bye. Bye. Anne in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show.
8: Oh, no, he went on too long. I'm going to have – I have a lot to say. Is there any way you could keep me on or well, we what? Got,
1: we got, like, several minutes here, Anne. Okay, <laughs> time. okay
8: good. Um, you know what? Stop the merry-go-round. I want to get off. These stupid whack jobs about – man-made climate change, I my head is going to explode if I hear that one more time. And to have Obama going, oh, yes, solar panels. Well, you know what? That just doesn't work too well in a country where you have to heat your house for virtually eight months of the year. Mm-hmm. <inaudible> I mean, that's crazy. That's just crazy talk. And, and the late, <laughs> latest thing I heard about in Vancouver, that they're putting stickers on the gas pumps to warn you that, you know, fossil fuel use, you know, um, it creates more climate change. You know, like, I mean, I mean this is crazy. You know what Van, I want to see? Vancouver
1: is a beautiful city to visit, but it is filled with nut jobs.
8: No kidding. You know what I want to see on a gas pump? I want a button that you have to press a yes or no. Do you um, agree that we should build the Energy East pipeline? And if you push no, you don't get to fill up your damn car. How about that?
1: You know, there have been companies that uh, have said they will not buy oil from the oil sands. Now, it's tough to, to know where the oil comes from because it's not labeled. But I'd be fine with a, a sticker on the pump that said, this is ethical oil or this is Saudi oil. And then you can have your cho- your choice. Exactly. Do you want to support the Saudis or do you want to support ethical oil?
8: But you know what? These young people, they are just wacko about this. I was just over at the Metro, and I heard two of them having an argument. And one guy, one young guy, you know, in his 20s, he's all proud of himself because he said, well, I had a big argument with an older person last night that they don't believe in man-made climate change. And I told them how wrong they were and all this stuff. And the two of them are just going at it. And I, I thought, boy, you know, if your manager ever saw you doing that, you'd be fired so quickly. Well, you shouldn't be arguing in front of customers. No. But anyway, but I mean, this is the mentality of young people today. Stupid.
1: But it, it is uh, it is a lack of critical thinking. Yeah. Um Look, the, the idea that removing you could remove all cars from the roads in Canada. We could freeze all winter. Is it going to make a difference? No. No, it's, it's not. not. So, uh, you know, I. I don't know why we think that we need to uh, flagellate ourselves and uh, and whip ourselves into um, a, a state of penance. I, I really don't.
8: It's all about money. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: And okay, thanks bye. for the call. Told you I had time. I'm Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. It is Venting Thursday. You want to have your say? Well, you can get on the line right now. 521-TALK, 521-8255 or star 580 on Bell Mobility. If you are on the line now, we'll get to you quickly after the news. Some of the things I'm venting about today, Mike Duffy trial, media not quite as interested now that they got the real target, Stephen Harper. Harper's out of office, and the media horde down at the Elgin Street courthouse shrinks. Obama telling us to put a solar panel on our roof, refuses to call Alberta oil dirty in front of Canadians and liberals. They don't go with incrementalism, do they? No, they're moving on all fronts, all fronts on what's important to liberals. Why don't conservatives do the same? Join the conversation. Brian Lilly from the Rebel Dot Media in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580
0: CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Not Lowell Green,
1: but B Lil. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. I'm just, you know. I'm aiming to make the people in the control room laugh today, and maybe they'll maybe they'll add me to their coffee run later today. See, this is my goal. I'm here from 10 until 2. This is about getting food and coffee. I brought in some lean cuisine today so that I can just zap things in the microwave and, and survive. It might sound easy doing four hours of radio, but when it's over lunch, man, you realize how hungry you get quickly. A couple of notes. Um... I did invite people to go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly, because I need your love. Uh, the uh, The city of Toronto is more popular among my Facebook fans than Ottawa. Trying to fix that. Trying to fix that at the moment. We'll see if I'm able to do that. Uh, as far as me calling myself b on air, uh friend writes in, b makes you sound so hip and cool. Almost as dreamy as our new PM. Did you hear about that? Oh, there we go.
4: You want
1: you want to give me some love, you can go over to Facebook.com slash Brian Lilly and uh, click the big thumbs up like button. Uh, did you hear about Justin Trudeau at his closing news conference? Filipino journalist asking him, what's it like to be one of the APEC hotties? I'll admit it. I've been to, I, I, I've been to the major international conferences when they happen in Canada. I have not gone to them in the States, uh, but we have a, a certain sense of how media is supposed to operate in Canada, and the United States, and Britain, in the Anglosphere. Uh, media outside of that, very, very different. And asking a political leader about them being hot, well, that's not going to get you, you know, too many looks except from reporters from Canada, the U.S., Britain. It is Venting Thursday. You're getting your say. I've had mine, Frank, in Portage de Four. You are on the Lowell Green Show with B-Lil.
9: Good morning, sir. Good morning. Well, unfortunately, the reason why we have another Trudeau as prime minister is because most of the people who voted this time are too young to remember the first Trudeau who cursed the country in so many ways that we are still reeling from the effects. Uh, I only have a list of about 200 points. So.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you got to pick a couple then, Frank. You, you know.
9: Well, uh, abnormal has since become the norm because uh, with all the social engineering that has been going on in this country where We, the little people, like Jean Chrétien used to say, have become so acclimatized to being held hostage by unions, regardless of whether it's transit or uh, whether it's aboriginals or any other faction. Uh, We have become an anti-family country and have in the process qualified murder to make some murder okay very acceptable do it on a daily basis like abortion is okay it is way more severe to kill a policeman than a secretary a human life is a human life is a human life
1: i'd agree with that frank
9: now anyway uh, just the fact that uh, we have bilingualized the land again for uh, no other reason except to bankrupt the country and we have multiculturalized the land to the point where and I'm just getting warmed up you know Mm -hmm. like I've been a Canadian uh, for only like 47 years only been living here for 53 years but in that time I have seen the deterioration of morals and values and ethics, things people don't even talk about nowadays. We have devalued the value of children to the point where now everything is kids this, kids that, kids uh, toys, kids porn, whatever, and it just rolls off the tongue just like that, unfortunately, because children have become a commodity to be used as pawns between striking teachers, between uh, uh, feuding parents, between government and parenting, and like we could just go on and on and on at how many ways the effects of Trudeau, and when he came in, oh well, he was a celebrity, of course, and just like this one, <clears throat> excuse me, and he uh, First thing he did was kissy face with tyrants from around the globe, like in Cuba and Romania and the Middle East.
1: And, uh, yeah, well, and the first thing Justin did was get cozy with China. Exactly. That should leave all of us worried. Frank, uh, if you want to make one last point, but then we got to move on. Lots of calls.
9: Okay. Well, I thank you for <clears throat> this opportunity, but I just think we Canadians need to wake up and uh, get out of this state of being continually more and more acclimatized to this outrageous taxation and where taxing tax on tax and everything else its just abnormal, has become so the norm today. The only thing that can put it all into perspective is the Bible.
1: All right, Frank, thanks for the call. Going to Joe in Ottawa. Joe, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly.
10: Happy to make it. Um... One or two quickies. The first one, uh, gun control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned to shoot accurately and quickly with long guns because it put food on, the, on our family's tables and, and, and the neighbors.
1: Gun, and, proper gun control means using both hands.
10: And, and it, with the United States Air Force, and in the, in the, in the wilds, they taught me how to shoot very accurately with handguns. Okay. And... Uh, And later on as Top Gun, I I learned how to shoot actually with aircraft and taught other people to do the same. And I've been shot at in the air and on the ground. And um, for instance, I survived. I'm one of three survivors of an action with an outfit called the Shining Path in the South. And while I was down in Brazil, um, I rode in the front seat of the embassy car with the handgun ready because um, in those days... Uh, the German ambassador was knocked off.
4: Mm-hmm.
10: and so, so uh, I Are,
1: are that, you concerned about what the liberals are, are moving on with, uh, no, with no, gun ha- control? No, no, hang on the, for a second.
10: <laughs> Anyways, anybody that has a handgun, they're registered with the Lands and Forest. You can't go hunting without a license. And so if the police needed to know who has long guns, they simply go to Lands and Forest and they don't bother the RCMP or anybody else. Now, why why don't the police... Follow that route rather than, than, you know, the current one which you're talking about with the Liberals. And by the way, the the handguns are still uh, firing. Uh, The illegal ones are still firing from before and after.
1: Uh, They're still registered.
10: Okay. So getting away from that, the next thing, when I was refueling in, in Probisher Bay and looked at the fuel supply, I said, you know, number one candidate, priority should we have... Are, are, be self-sufficient in fuel. So that if that goes, we, we can replace it immediately, not depend on Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, or anybody else.
1: Well, I'd prefer it that way with Canada, but uh, okay. some, some don't want us to be able to get our oil out of the ground, and that seems to include our current prime minister and uh, the U.S. president.
10: Well, like I say, uh, if you want to defend this country, we should have a, an independent supply and not worry about anybody else.
1: Agreed. Joe, thanks for the call. Oh, no, there's one more thing. All right, hurry. And, if,
10: and we want to see it on Security Council. We, we have to be trustworthy, and uh, we haven't reached that point, point yet. So, well, there,
1: there's, there, there, point. There, there's more to it than that, but uh, that's for another day. Joe, thanks, thanks for the call. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. Back after this, this is News Talk 580 CFRA.
0: Now back to Lowell Green. On Ottawa's home for breaking news covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. It is venting Thursdays, taking your calls on all kinds of issues. JP is calling in from New York about Justin
0: Trudeau.
10: Yeah. Um- and what the, the the people at the House of Commons and Conservative, when they're going to be uh, at the question period, they should ask uh, Mr. Trudeau and his gang to uh, if they would be willing to put uh, their personal wealth and the, the, the wealth of the party as collateral if anything happens with the Syrians that he wants to bring in, because we're sure there's a, there's a percentage of those people that, are, that aren't... Uh, uh,
4: they don't come here with good intentions.
1: Well uh, I, I uh, was quoting yesterday um the I believe it was the Lebanese Interior Minister back in September warned Western nations, but specifically Britain, that of the one point one million Syrian refugees, uh two percent, two out of one hundred had connections to ISIS. Right. You can't you can't call us bigots or anti-Muslim or any of that, if it's the Lebanese interior minister telling us this, warning us of this. That works out to 20,000, by the way, in the camps.
10: You know you know that liberalism is a mental disorder. You know that, eh?
1: <laughs> I have heard conservatives make that argument.
10: <laughs> uh, another question. Why don't you run for the leadership of the party?
1: Uh, because I have not fallen and hit my head very hard.
10: Because you'd be the guy to say, Justin, you're smart, you're quick, you, you're, you're, you know how to, uh, to, to, to ask questions, uh, you're young, I don't know. Uh, you would be the man.
1: Uh, I would be called a, a middle-aged man, and Justin Trudeau would still be a young man in the eyes of the media party. Uh, we are six weeks apart. <laughs> Thanks for the call.
11: All right, catch you later.
1: All right. And going to JB in Ottawa. JB, you're on the the Lowell Green Show. You're calling in about tar sands. What are those?
11: Yeah, very good morning to you, sir.
1: And to you. What are tar sands?
11: Tar sands are a great difference between that and West Texas crude oil.
1: Okay, but what, what are or, tar or sands? Really, I'm trying to understand. what What's a tar sand?
11: Tar sands are bitumen, which is a gooey mixture of tar a tar compound like you see being put on the road and sand
1: now to re, to refine okay, ho- hold on jb are you talking uh, about the oil sands
11: well there the, the proper name is really not oil sands the the, the descriptive name is tar
1: no because there's it's no human. tar there's no tar you can call them bitumen if you want or bitumen yeah but there's no tar in the oil sands
11: well it's the compound of whatever that is, let's call it bitumen.
1: Bitumen. Bitumen.
11: Okay. Now, to, to refine ordinary West, Crest, West Texas crude is a, a minimal cost process. In fact, you can produce the, 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 the petroleum gasoline product out of West Texas crude at under $10 a barrel. And still make money.
1: So, what's the point?
11: The point is, bitumen is entirely different.
1: Yeah, to, we know that. We do have conventional oil in Canada, and we have bitumen or the oil sands.
11: Exactly. Now, to 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 to, to convert the oil, bitumen and or oil sands to a gasoline petroleum product is extremely energy. Intensive and cost-intensive, and therein lies the problem. Mm-hmm. To, to, to to get bitumen to a gasoline petroleum product requires about almost $100 of other inputs, which includes real uh, West Texas crude oil. And you see, so therein is the problem— uh, you, you 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 do not have uh, a an efficient process. Look at the now. Look at the the. Examine the situation. Go to the West Tech to the Bitumen producing parts of the country. Have a look at what what you see. You see hundred ton trucks, hundred ton digging machines moving bitumen to a ref- um, uh, an early refining process that early refining process
1: uh, okay requires so we, but use
11: energy and J- water
1: jb we we know that it costs more it uses less energy and less water than it used to a- and we know that with the drop in the price of oil it, I, I, are you trying to make an argument that we should leave that oil in the ground well
11: perhaps like we-
1: i'm trying to figure out your point
11: Well, that's what nature had done. You see, nature had processed those hydrocarbons, which are in the bitumen, took eons of time to convert that into uh, a less viscous oil, which becomes petroleum at minimal cost. So you see, the bitumen processing operations are are out of context. Do not compare in efficiency and cost-effectiveness to West Texas crude or Saudi Arabian oil. You see, you've seen in Leduc, when they made the first discovery, the small reciprocating pumps that could pump up the oil.
1: I've seen them many times on my trips out west.
11: How wonderful, eh? Compare that to bitumen processing. Okay. It is— And now the farmers next to the bitumen extracting areas, check with them as to their opinion concerning living downwind or downstream of bitumen operations.
1: JB, we're out of time. It's tragic. Thanks for the call. Sometimes you wait and you wait and you wait and you think that there's a point. I think his only point is he doesn't like the oil sands. Um, What can I say? Brian Lilly is sitting in for Lowell Green. You can call me B-Lil if you want. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Have your say. It is Venting Thursdays. As you can tell, we'll let you vent about lots of things, including bitumen. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bill Mobility. This is News Talk 580
0: CFRA. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Lowell Green,
1: Brian Lilly, is there a difference? I'm taller. That much I can tell you. Uh, A couple of things to to share with you. Um, A study out of Wilfrid Laurier University, or researchers at Wilfrid Laurier University, are warning that climate change could shut down outdoor skating rinks. I think I heard this last year, and then the Rideau Canal had its longest skating season on record. It opened in early January, didn't shut down until March, and there were no days in between. But don't worry, we will be getting lots of these scare stories over the next little while. Also, Quebec's Immigration Minister Kathleen Weill is warning mayors to watch their tone when they talk about refugees. Let me just adjust the mic here as I read this across the room. Uh, On She's worried because of comments made by some mayors, specifically Quebec City's mayor, uh, Regis uh, Labome, who said on Tuesday he would prefer to welcome families and orphans because they are, quote, less frightening to people than frustrated 20 year old men. Well, no kidding. No kidding. But even even Chris Matthews on MSNBC or as the great one. Mark Levin calls it MSLSD. Chris Matthews. Big guy on the left says, why would we be bringing in 20-year-old men from Syria as refugees? Shouldn't they be going back to fight for their country? It's a valid question. Fred in Centertown. Fred, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Morning. Um, I watched that uh,
12: interview on the plane with with Mr. Trudeau uh, while he was on the plane going to uh, Manila. Manila. Mm-hmm. And one thing struck me when they were when they were talking to him, um they had uh, made a statement about uh how he was sort of got along with all of the other uh um countries and their uh uh you know the people representing the uh, coalition and this and he referred to he referred to them as my allies. You're not, not the first. Person our
1: to, You're not the first person to point that out to me.
12: Yeah, interesting, it, isn't it? It is, and he also referred to the Canadians in the context of, um, like, he wasn't part of it. Like he was a third entity in between. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm starting to think maybe this goes a little deeper than just. Uh, me, uh, Just sort of normal politics. Maybe he's he can thinks himself
1: as the the head of the liberal cult. (laughs) He uh, he did say a little while ago that we have to think rethink things as basic as space and time. So maybe he's rethinking his place on the planet. I I believe that. I think he's actually
12: uh, gone on to an upper level. An upper plane, <laughs> a higher
1: plane of existence. So, yeah, maybe the astral plane or something. You know. So I got an email about this. Him saying my allies, and the, the person said this is a sign of a spoiled child, someone who's never been told no. Is that how you take it? I take it um,
12: as a scary child, <laughs> never been. No, I take it more than that, really. I I really think he's like David Suzuki. They're mentally. Um, indoctrinated into this theory, well, they're, they're
1: like cultists. The uh, on 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 the climate change front, he did not campaign on that nonstop, but it is all they talk about now, and it is the uh, the one thing that is in every minister's mandate letter. As I said, even the revenue minister, the most boring ministry in cabinet, their job is just to collect the money so other people can spend it. It mentions climate change,
12: right? Well, I think this these people that are. Um, at the head of this whole climate change conspiracy, if you will. <laughs> I think they're, they are probably as mentally indoctrinated into their theory or into their beliefs as the uh, jihadists are into theirs. And I think you're going to get a real clashing of minds there because, you know, y- you have... You know, the point with that kind of a mindset is they don't see anything else but their end goal, and everything else is just a—it's uh, just a statistic for them.
1: Well, you know, they—they um, they, they love science until the science disagrees with them, uh, and right now it is often disagreeing with them. Fred, thanks for the call. No problem. Bye. Jacob in Montreal, you're on the Lowell Green show with Belo.
4: Greetings, greetings to you. i um, speaking of Lowell Green. Um, He mentioned something, I think, a week or two ago that I found interesting. He quoted uh, certain statistics um, um, that did not come to pass uh, from the theory of climate change. Uh, Mm -hmm. Massive hurricanes, uh, they predicted for a particular year that 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 didn't happen. David Suzuki said that from 1986 until 2006, he said, we're going to destroy ourselves if we don't do anything about this. That didn't happen. The polar ice caps were supposed to melt by 2013. That we're supposed
1: happen. to be able to sail through the Northwest Passage. Clearly, Sorry? now we're supposed to be able to sail through the Northwest Passage with no ice because right, right, right. We were to- we were promised all the ice would be gone by now. Exactly. Now here's the thing. Um, you know, normally from a scientific perspective, and this is these these
4: scientists supposedly are all jumping on the bandwagon of this climate change. Now, from a scientific perspective, if a theory uh, uh, predicts uh, something about the uh, the, uh, the nature of the universe, and it doesn't come to pass, Well, and if it happens repeatedly, then you have to re-examine the theory. You don't change the, the statistic, you change the theory. But yet they're, they're continuing to stick to the theory, and, and the reason is very simple. It, it's a political one, not a scientific one. The politicians are, in one sense, forcing the scientists who, who agree, for some strange reason, uh, to, to, uh, uh, to uh, initiate a new tax They want to tax us with this carbon tax instead of looking at the real problem. The real problem is air, soil, and water pollution by largely man-made compounds like MMT, a gasoline additive. Uh, the, The byproduct of that is a neurotoxin. Um, uh, trihalomethane, sulfur dioxide, automobile exhaust, etc. There know, are a whole list of compounds ja- that are that are actually but, polluting the planet and that we don't do anything about. Why? Because it's more difficult to do that than simply to blame a natural substance. But, you know, Jacob,
1: Jacob, what, what, what you pointed out is key here, that they want a new tax. And that's what this is all about. And, and I will read to you. When we get the text, I will go through the text and show people... That these negotiations in Paris at the climate change talks are about transferring money around. There's very little in the agreement about science. Right, it is all about exactly money. But, but uh,
4: let me just point something interesting out. Okay, here.
1: last point. Then okay. we got to run. Uh,
4: okay, now one second. Now the the thing is that people are saying that uh, man is is adversely affecting the climate. Well, the facts are these: that the oceans, for example release far more carbon dioxide than all of man's activities put together. And let's take an example. Let's say the beaver, for some reason, you know, felled more trees than it usually does. How does nature compensate? Well, it, it could do so in a number of ways. It could, for example, increase the proliferation of trees or at the same time, reduce the, the fertility of beavers and increase their predators. There are all kinds of mechanisms in place. The same thing happens when there's more carbon dioxide than there should be. Nature adjusts automatically. We have very little, if anything, to do with it. All right.
1: Jacob, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Brian Lilly's hitting in for Low Green. You want to have your say. 521-TALK, 521-8255. Coming to the end of Venting Thursday. But if you're on the line, you will get on the air. This is News Talk 580 CFRA.
0: Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: Pierce film. Cook on high for five to six minutes. Let's stand two minutes. What's that? I am reading the ingredient, the instructions for cooking my lunch. Glazed chicken with whole grain cranberry pilaf. Looking forward to lunch coming up. We got lunch bunch as well. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. We... Be with you through Lunch Bunch and then uh, until 2 o'clock. Some great stuff. You don't want to leave your radio aside. But it's still venting Thursday. So to Michelle in Ottawa, wants to talk about Russian media?
13: Well, listen, I um, I, I just have a few observations. And, yeah, so uh, this morning I heard on Mark Sutcliffe's show, there was a the husband uh, of one of the victims from the attacks on Friday had a beautiful, simple message. Uh, his words are beautifully woven together. And basically, he will not harbor hatred. Mm-hmm. After the Charleston church shootings down in the States this year, the community got together and said forgiveness. and That prevented race wars and a bunch of other stuff. These are all Christian values. Yep. And they're beautiful values. And and I'm really confused. And so lately in my own little protest, I started watching the RT News channel. And um, I was watching it yesterday. And the breaking news from Canada was about the Muslim lady was attacked and the mosque that was burnt down, and but not a mention of a gentleman showing up on Parliament Hill with a knife who clearly had a Muslim name, but that's covered in the fact that he has mental illness. So did Michael Zihab-Bebo. I find this very confusing times. Even today, uh, we have one student at the university who claims to have gotten a letter, a hate letter, and now the police are going to be involved, and this is a big thing. I live in Ottawa South. that My children are a certain age, and we had race wars at our high schools here. And I don't know one person who has kids, my children's age, whose children weren't jumped by, by one more than one. And this is a tactic that was used at the integration here. So when we bring over people, there's always uh, a time where people have to learn how to get along and and live together. But if I say to you, do you know what FGM is?
1: FGM. Do you know what
13: an FGM survivor is? Yep. Okay. So that's, female genital mutilation. Mm-hmm. And there's a documentary called The Honor Diaries. These cultural ideals that, even though in Canada and in North and United States are very illegal, are never prosecuted. The other night, TVO ran a special about honor killings. Like, we have to say, yes, we want to help you. Yes, we don't want you living in refugee camps. Yes, we think all this is horrible. But you have to share our values.
1: Well, well the other, I, I, I think sorry. we do need to promote Canadian values. I'll agree with you on that. But I will warn you against watching Russia today. RT is the uh, propaganda channel for Vladimir Putin.
13: Hey, listen, I, I figured that out pretty quickly, too. It was just my own form of protest. But but there was a, another point that I was wanting to make here, and, um,
9: mm-hmm.
13: and it was in regards to... Uh, the the interviewing of the woman who was attacked the other day in Toronto. Now, one of the women, they interviewed several women after they were all wearing uh, hijabs, and one of the ladies said, look, this is our community. We have a right to feel safe in our community. I almost hit the floor. No kidding. Really? Because that's why you're here. And I find it really difficult to believe that these two men in their 30s walked into a community that is And got away with this behavior. They weren't caught. Nobody got them. I don't know. I can't walk over here behind where I live on Walkley Road and yell out racist comments. I'd be taken in a second. And not that I'm suggesting that anybody would. I'm just saying I'm finding a hard time with these stories. And when they're telling us, they're coming here to tie up our social systems
1: and tie up our ways. Uh, I, I actually don't hear anybody saying that, Michelle. I don't hear anybody saying that's why they come to Canada.
13: Was that, no, no, but was that not the whole message that uh, the the lady of, what's her name, Lopez, was telling us? That this huge uh, thing in, in Stockholm or whatever, where they had the initial... Well,
1: look, Europe is different, and I think you're talking about Claire Lopez, who's a smart yes, woman that, on security. Yes. I've interviewed her many times, but... Uh, we we have a different setup than what they have in okay. Europe. You show up in Europe right and I, away. And I
13: understand. I'm coming across as a bit of a woohoo here, and I'm trying not to. What I'm the point I'm really trying to stress here is that come here, but embrace what we stand for. Because I've had generations of people who fought to make this happen. We've lost people in war. I come from a military family. Okay. I cannot, and and I I ache for these guys who come back, and their their brains are so messed up. And how do you stand at Loblaws and buy your groceries when there's a lady beside you wearing a burqa that you went over there? Like, I just I, f- I feel that we have to really be clear. And Frank, an earlier caller was talking about. Well, M-
1: M- Michelle, you're all over the map and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So maybe call in another day when oh. when you've been able to boil down your, Listen, your ideas. I, I want just, to get to like a couple to be... more people.
13: Understood. Thanks.
1: All right. Thanks a lot. Um, you know, try and be concise and and, and and not all over the map, folks. It makes it easier for everyone to follow. Steve in Munster, you're on the Lowell Green Show.
2: Hi, Brian. Uh, I hope you have a good lunch. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say... It's that lean
1: cuisine. It's going to be fantastic.
2: <laughs> oh, it was a sad day when Sun TV went off the air. I have to say that. And I hope that you're a regular on CFRA. Um, I could vent all day about David Suzuki, but I won't. I'll just uh, stick to a couple other little uh, brief topics. Uh, Trudeau's advisor is Gerald Butts. He mm-hmm. scares the hell out of me. He should, and, and uh, I've mentioned this to a bunch of people, and they had never heard of him. And Justin should have uh, mentioned him during his uh, his campaign. There's a few other advisors that Trudeau's got, I don't know if Omar Al-Gabra is still um, on Trudeau's team. He's a guy that uh, he was in favor of Sharia law in Ontario, and that's pretty scary as well.
1: Yeah, well, I believe Omar was uh, was elected. Well, anyway,
2: I think we got to worry about him too. Um, Hypocrisy really bothers me, uh, Brian. Obama, he's, he says he's concerned about climate change, carbon emissions, but uh, the United States, in, in, in 2014, exported 97 million tons of coal to uh, Europe, Asia, North Africa, and they're projected to uh, export another 141 million in 2000 er, yeah, 2040. There's a bit of hypocrisy there, and I'm wondering if Justin's going to mention this uh, during the, uh, the climate talk.
1: Forty uh, percent of uh, America's uh, electricity production comes from coal, and they lecture Canada on the oil sands, which is minuscule comparatively.
2: Well, well there's a Black Thunder coal mine in Wyoming that uh, it ranks among the largest in, uh, surface mines in the world, and uh, it's— uh, it looks pretty scary too. Um, All right, one last of the, point. One other, one other topic, Brian. Um, Ontario uh, is cutting uh, uh, physicians' uh, salaries. Uh, whatever. Okay, um, it's easy to to uh, to cut their uh, their pay because they're well, they're an easy target. They're considered rich. I mean, physicians. They go to school two years pre-med, four years medical school, year of interning, two to five years of residency. It's a high-stress job, and they've got a lot of uh, expensive malpractice insurance. Well, my suggestion to them is maybe they should join the teachers' unions or the public service unions, and then they wouldn't have any cuts.
1: Well, uh, I, then we would have, be having doctor strikes in ways that uh, that I wouldn't be happy with. Um, well, I
2: don't know if you'd ever see doctors striking. but
1: anyway, mo- was- Most of them are, are too compassionate to worry about it, but um, this, this current government in Ontario and the way they handle the health care system, uh, it... Um, it is not for the, uh, the good of the citizen. It's not for the good of the patient. And you know what it does, Steve? It, it gives ammunition to the people in the United States worried about rationing mm. in their system under Obamacare to say, see, that's what's happening in Canada. That's what has happened in Canada. Because the way that you control costs in a government-run or a government-controlled system is through rationing, and that is essentially what they're doing. Right. Thanks for the call, Steve. Okay, Brian. All right, that wraps the show for today. If you didn't get on the air today, sorry. Uh, we left a few of you hanging. We will be back tomorrow on the Lowell Green Show. Still got the Lunch Bunch coming up. CTV Morning uh, morning Live news writer Josh Prinkle joining us and former city councillor Rainer Blois. Haven't seen either of those men in quite a while. Randall Denley coming up on the homepage later on and Ian McMartin from Whippersnapper Brewery and a singer you just have to hear. Don't go away. Stick through me throughout the afternoon. I'm Brian Lilly, in for Lowell Green right now. This is News Talk 580 CFRA.